The following is a paid commercial program, and the views expressed are those of the speaker and do not reflect the views or opinions of iHeartRadio, its staff, or management. Welcome to Business Sense Radio, a weekly program featuring interesting topics and fascinating guests, brought to you by your host, Edward King. Each week, Business Sense Radio tackles issues and concerns of people across all spectrums. Now, with this week's program, here's Edward King. Yeah, thank you very much, Mark. It is another beautiful weekend, and this is our last weekend before we come up to the um, November election. So I wanted to start out with this saying, and I'd like everybody to just kind of contemplate it on it with a moment. So the only thing necessary for evil to triumph is for good men to do nothing. And that's really the purpose and the reason why I've got our special guest today. And as we do every week, we're going to be focusing on the issues that really matter to each and every one of us. So please take a moment, sit down, have a cup of coffee with us, relax, and enjoy today's guest. And today's guest is Lawrence Samuels. He's an author of a number of different books. He's a journalist. He's an editor. He's a speaker. He's an intellectual. And I find him to be very engaging whenever I've met with him or or listened to him talk. You know, his first book that he wrote is In Defense of Chaos. He wrote other books, including Killing History, which we actually featured here on a program some very months ago. And it's about the false left-right political spectrum and the battle between the free left and the stasis left, which, if you don't know what that word means, it means central control by the government over social and economic affairs. He also wrote Ferret, The Reluctant King in 2020, and We Are Them. It is a trilogy, and he just recently released the number two in that, and it's We Are Them, and it's The War Years. And I haven't had a chance to read that yet, but I read the previous book, and it was quite stimulating. So, Lawrence, I want to thank you for joining us today here on Business Sense Radio. Well, thanks for having me. It's great to have you back, actually. Now, today's topic is interesting because if I repeat back to my original opening statement is the only thing necessary for evil to triumph is for good men to do nothing. And yet, here we go. We've got Lawrence Samuels, who's stepping up, filling the gap, and doing something. So right now, he's running for Carmel Unified School District School Board. So tell us, what prompted you to run? Well, uh, two two events, basically. Um, I got involved with a number of people worried about critical race theory at Salinas mm-hmm. uh, Unified uh, School District. So they asked me to come and speak uh, to uh, these friends, speak to the to, to the um, uh, board, yeah, the school board. And uh, but what I discovered uh, was that uh, they were the school board was clueless uh, on this, and uh, they were actually um, saying, "Oh, we don't do critical race theory." But we had copies of their of their handbook mm-hmm. that may it may not said critical race theory, but it was critical race theory. Yeah, the tenets of critical yeah. race theory. Yeah, mm-hmm. and so you know, I spoke about it, and uh, and uh, okay, but then the one that's really uh, was interesting was the one at Spreckles, 
uh, yeah. unified new school district. Mm-hmm. And, um, and I went there and spoke about critical race theory, not understanding that the people were there not for critical race theory, but over transgenderism, mm-hmm. uh, grooming of, of, a, of a particular um, parent. Mm-hmm. And she was there. And boy, she was mad. She let them, the board have it. I mm-hmm. mean, you, you just couldn't believe it. I talked a little bit afterwards. Uh, Jessica uh, Conan. And uh, yeah. And uh so um, what happened was, I mean, you, it, this is hard to believe, but what happened was um, two teachers were grooming her, what, 11-year-old daughter to turn to, to be a male hmm. without telling the parent. Of course. And, and in fact, it was their arrogance that really got her mad. She, she went down to school because, I don't know, because of something regular she wanted to know what was going on. Uh, I mean, she had no idea what's going on mm-hmm. with the transgender thing, but she went down there and they said, uh, I'll make the, the name up. Uh, um, um, how's my uh, daughter Linda doing? Mm-hmm. And they would say, she's not Linda, Linda. Her name is John. And you got to use the pronouns, you know, he, him and he, uh, he and he and uh, him about uh, her daughter, about her daughter. I see. And, and she's just like, you know, <laughs> couldn't believe it. Are you, are you making, you know, she just, she couldn't believe it. Right. You know, how could you do this? 11 year old daughter. Mm-hmm. And, um, and so, um, uh, I saw that and it's just that the schools are out of control. Now here's the, here's the bad thing. And I already knew this was going to happen. They, the two teachers were put on paid administrative leave, mm-hmm. um, leave naturally. And, the school said, well, we're going to hire someone to investigate, okay. probably through the teacher's union or something like that. Mm-hmm. And it just seems to me that the evidence is so, 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 you know, so much. I mean, yeah. how could they not? But I knew what was going to happen. They, the, the commission completely cleared the two teachers. Whitewashed it. Whitewashed it, yeah. yes. And I understand they have left now, but, uh, but um, it's just the system uh, protects its own no matter how bad it is, it mm-hmm. seems. Mm-hmm. And so I said, well, you know, why don't I go, f- why, why don't I try to go and um, run in Carmel, uh, you know, as a watchdog. Sure. I, I didn't accuse, nor did the people supporting me in letters. We didn't accuse the Carmel uh, school board of doing anything. Yeah. It's just, I'm getting a watchdog. Right. Well, the, um, what was it? The, uh, the principal Carmel High wrote a letter, <laughs> sort of against me and against uh, another person that uh, wrote a letter in support of me. Mm-hmm. And uh, you know, it just—it was just so crazy. We weren't accusing them of of, do, of doing it. Only it was, probably because you didn't know what was going on. No, 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 because well, you heard about the time when um, when the school board about what six months ago. Um, had a meeting, a, a regular scheduled meeting, mm-hmm. and all of a sudden they say, "Oh, we have to go into ex- executive committee." So they leave the the, the big room with all the mm-hmm. parents there, mm-hmm. and go to another classroom just down the ways, and just sits there for about two hours. And so the parents started to go around looking for them. One had a you know a. Um, phone filming everything mm-hmm. and they went to where they were and they looked in you know and there was a kind of a guard there saying oh you can't come in 
But, but you, you could see that they were just sitting back, relaxing, doing nothing. And all the parents wanted to know, when are you going to come back to the scheduled meeting? Right. And they couldn't get an answer. Mm-hmm. So eventually, I guess they, they, they left the, uh, uh, the parents. I mean, I mean, it's just uh, crazy. And that's here in Carmel. That's Carmel. Wow. Yeah, that was at the middle school. Wow. So in essence, we could basically say, in reference to what happened over at the Salinas School District, and specifically what you just shared about Spreckles, what's interesting about Spreckles is that school district is about the size of 100 students. I mean, it's it's really very, very tiny. Yeah, it's not very big. It also is right in the middle of Agland, mm-hmm. and so it's got a very diverse population of students. And when I've had numerous conversations with Hispanics, Hispanic leaders, and even more so actual regular people, because I'm in the middle of that community, there isn't a one that supports this leftist agenda, CRT, ESL, LGBTQR+, and so forth. Mm. And they also don't support the terminology of Latinx. I mean, that just grinds them. So. What are you going to bring to the board? I mean, I think it's a great idea that you've got. You're going to just be the watchdog. You're just going to be involved from the inside out. And I think that's really necessary. It's also necessary if you go great across the entire state, we should have more parents on school boards Mm -hmm. and not the radical, radical agendas that we have seen so far. So I've looked at your candidate statement. And do you want to share some of this stuff you want to talk uh, about? Yes, because I wrote uh, Killing History, went into, into the various ugly ideologies of the 20th mm-hmm. century. Yeah. I know something very interesting. Uh, I noticed that uh, critical race theory doesn't, doesn't really come directly from Marxism, even though the critical part of it, uh, critical theory, sort of does. Mm-hmm. But it wasn't, it wasn't the, the Marxists that were... The originators of it. It was back in the 30s and in, in, in natural socialist Germany. Uh, and, and I had a section kind of on it. I didn't, they didn't call it that yeah. back then, but uh, I had a section on their educational system, mm-hmm. and, uh, which is really frightening. And it, it's happening to us, what happened to them. Yeah. Um, Hitler nationalized all the schools, and nationalization doesn't always mean taking it from private to national. Mm-hmm. Nationalization also means that if you have a you have a system like we do federalism and um, a um, a state like a German state there they had many of them um, they had educational systems they were running it and the and, and what happened was that uh, Hitler took them over and everything everything had to come out of Berlin mm-hmm. there were no longer any federalism in yep. Germany. It was very big. Mm-hmm. Uh, these in Germany had just come together not 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 you know that long ago. They, what the eighteen eighties or something. Mm-hmm. They were you know independent little city city states. This that mm-hmm. you know this is why they're a second industrial nation in the world. They had all this liberty like yeah, we did, right? Very similar to America. Um, so he, he nationalized everything, um, and then they started to get into rewriting history books. The biology uh, books, everything. They had mm-hmm. racial math, racial geography, uh, um, you, know, you, you name it. Right. Uh, even racial climate. 
I mean, I'm sitting back there. Racial climate. <laughs> the, the historian I took this from, the very famous one, um, um, didn't explain it. It just said, even this, mm-hmm. you know. Uh, and then they start talking about um, the oppressor and uh, the oppressed and the oppressor. And um, they considered the Germans, the Germans and the Aryans considered that they were oppressed. They were an oh, oppressed okay. race. Mm-hmm. And who was the uh, oppressor? oppressor? Mm-hmm. They said it was the Jews, because supposedly the Jews controlled all the all the banks, uh, all other countries, and in fact, they don't didn't just do it on on that individual level in the sense. They also did it with countries. They said Germany was being oppressed by oppressor countries like mm-hmm. England and America. And another thing is because, well, they're controlled by Jews, you know, the big right. lie. You know. So, um, yeah, it was, it was, it was so eerie. Um, what was also eerie was the control of the teachers union. They were called the National Socialist uh, Teachers League. Mm-hmm. And they were the ones really in charge of all this to, to make sure that, you know, Goebbels or Hitler was, was um, uh, speaking in uh, on the radio for classes. Hmm. And um, so you're right. We are seeing a nationalization of it, not necessarily under the term Washington, D.C., but we are seeing it from the National Teachers Union supported yes. by the Department of Education. Yeah. And, and some of the other things that was really awful is that um, the teachers union made sure the students knew that they should report their parents if they said something bad against mm-hmm. the Nazi party. And, uh, and what this caused was that the children now were in control of the family. You, you know, you let me stay up as long as they want. I'll report you to the Nazi party, sure. to the teachers. Right. Um, 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 so we've, been, we've turned into babysitters. Yes. Yes. Right. And, uh, and also by taking a lot of the, um, the, um, uh, classics of, of of education and putting in racism, you um, were now starting to uh, cause all sorts of problems. Mm-hmm. And um, this one historian was said said that they had a lot of evidence, a lot of reports from from German companies in nineteen by by nineteen thirty nine. A lot of German companies were saying the students coming out of schools can barely read and write. That's just like today. They were destroying their educational system. Mm-hmm. Under, you know, it's just like today. And it's later just on, like I'll, today. Share some, I'll, I'll share some actual specific evidence of mm-hmm. what's happened to our school's students, graduates, and so forth. But let's get back to our local conditions. Now, I'm kind of under the the understanding that it's property taxes that are actually paying for schools. Generally, generally speaking, as well as other things, but in essence, it's the parents who are paying for the schools. Mm-hmm. So, why do the parents not have the opportunity to understand or know what the curriculum is to find out what's being taught in the schools? You know, the situation we had in Spreckles, where the mother just, you know, kind of stepped in on it, and the teachers were so blunt about what they had done. Of transitioning a daughter into thinking that she was a boy, mm-hmm. and that they just felt the teachers felt so empowered 
yes. that they had the control over the parent. And I think that's what we we're saying right now is because, you know, I've had a number of guests who are experts and knowledgeable about this transitionary thing that's going on. And it's all about keeping the truth from the parents and instructing the children how to not tell their parents. You know, like transitioning a child where they, you know, they might be dressed as a girl at home because they are a girl. And then when they are delivered to school, they're taken to a closet where they can change out of their girl clothes into boy clothes. And then they actively participate throughout the entire school day. And then before they leave school and get picked up by parents or the bus, they go back to the closet and change back into that other original persona. And then when they go home, they are told specifically by their parents and by specialists that come into these schools mm. how not to tell your parents. parents. Yeah. And and then tell the teachers are telling the parents that the telling the children that the parents are bad people. And, yes. and that's what's going on. And and it struck us all very hard that it happened right here in Salinas School District, Spreckle School District. Mm-hmm. And now you, you had also mentioned that as you have continued with your um, getting running for election, people have come to you, parents have come to you and said what specifically that they know is happening in the Carmel School District. Um, I've had a couple of them, but I can't remember exactly uh, what they said. Mm-hmm. I think it was something to do with trans uh, and they used a a term that i was not familiar with um anyway um woke woke speak (laughs) yeah well something like that but something else that that seems to be uh uh not well known okay so in terms of we're, we're talking about critical race theory not everybody really understands critical race theory because the, the people who are putting it out don't really want you to know what critical race theory is. But going beyond that, I think what's more important, and I saw it in your statement, is it's absolutely necessary to keep politics out of schools. Yes. How? Yes. Yeah, um, uh, education, not indoctrination. Right. But that's hard to do if it's a government school. Mm-hmm. I mean, originally, this country didn't have government schools. They didn't believe them in. Mm-hmm. And right. uh, it wasn't until about the 1830s, 1840s that some of the states started moving in that direction, like Massachusetts, where they forced you to go, the kids to go to school. Can you imagine mm-hmm. back in the agricultural time period doing that? Uh, I understand they had to call out the National Guard in in Massachusetts to get children to go to school mm. to a government school. To the government school, because they typically had those one-room schoolhouses scattered throughout communities yes yes but you know uh i mean the reason uh you you can uh, have a, a school system and not worry about agriculture because most people are not in agriculture anymore but back right. then mm-hmm. you know but uh but yeah it's um it's a strange strange system to 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 make the government the educator mm-hmm. um again it's hard to believe anybody uh, could go along with that. I, I don't think most people did. It was just kind of a slow process of doing it. Yeah. Uh, so right now, the most important thing is relevant to the Carmel School District is that not only do we have to get politics out of it and some of the 
you know, extreme edges of the left replacing common education. So we need to get things like reading and writing and math and civics and science and home economics. And I don't mean home economics to how to make cookies. I'm talking about how to run a checkbook. Mm -hmm. That's what really needs to be in schools. Yes. Yes. And, uh, and they don't want it that way. So I don't know what you're going to do. Um, uh, I know a lot of people are trying to get their kids into private schools or Mm -hmm. homeschooling. Mm -hmm. And and that's a lot of work. Yeah. Know. And unfortunately, and I know this to be a fact, is that some of our highfalutin private schools that we have right here in the area, and I'm not going to name the names because I think everybody knows what they are, they're also teaching the same thing. Yes. yes. And and in essence, I've had a number of people that have been shifting their children into homeschooling, which is a, a major burden on the parents. Mm. But they're doing it in defense of their children. Mm. And and it's not a matter of politics. It's about trying to have a future for their children so they can read and write and calculate and, and do, you know, critical thinking and things like that that seem to make a big difference. Yeah. Yeah. It's 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 um concerning that you have these private schools. Mm-hmm. I think there's one in, in LA. High school Brentwood, I believe it is. I don't know if you've heard about it. No, tell me. Um, they decided to go to a woke um, agenda or mm-hmm. a woke um, uh, curriculum. And what was really interesting is about is that a lot of this very expensive school for mm-hmm. high school, maybe thirty or forty thousand a year, mm-hmm. and and it's heavily uh, has a heavy population of Jews in there, and they started to have meetings with citizens, but they refused to, to invite any Jews. Oh, my goodness, really? And and now they're being sued by a Jewish parent mm-hmm. because they went over it and, and they weren't informed, and, uh, and so they're suing. So why would it be, and I know this is off topic for us, why, why would they not want Jewish people to be informed? Because I think they probably thought they're too critical. Or maybe they're a little better educated. Mm-hmm. Uh, Jews have always been a kind of a a um, a uh, what do you call it? A commercial type of uh, society, trades, trades, and mm-hmm. business, business and everything like that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, well, that's one reason why the the National Socialists hated uh, and the Communists too hated Jews because they were independent. They had mm-hmm. their own language. Mm-hmm. You know, they had a wipe out. They tried wiping them out in Russia, communist Russia, right? And uh, and uh, kind of thought they had, but they hadn't. Well, governments that are centrally run don't like dissidents. Yes. And <clears throat> what's interesting is the transformation of conservatism has turned into terrorism, right? I mean, in essence, if you stand up and speak against my own party as a Democrat, mm-hmm. you know, I would be ousted. Yeah. Uh, canceled culture. Mm-hmm. Cancel culture. Now, you know, one of the things that you were alluding to was, um, and I've talked about too, is the fact that the results of the current educational system is really not up to what it should be or what it has been in the past. Mm-hmm. And <clears throat> one of the things you had mentioned was that the reading crisis in in the United States is basically this, and I've done some digging on this. So 130 million adults read right now, read below the sixth sixth grade level, Mm. which actually, as you and I would easily say that 
people that are unable to read and, and are uneducated are, aren't able to make good decisions, right? And they're not able to have what's important, which is critical thinking skills. Yes. Right? To understand what's being said and to look behind, you know, the veil in a sense. Here in the, in Monterey County, and this fact was, has only gotten worse, but it, these numbers that I've got here was when I was involved with a, um, an investigation into all 19 high schools. This was back in 2014. And this is what it was that's interesting is that high school graduates take a placement test when they're going into school, into college. Mm-hmm. So whether it's Hartnell or MPC, I'm just thinking locally now or CSUMB. And what it does is it, it is an indicator of the quality of education. Mm-hmm. You know, it's reading, it's writing, it's and arithmetic and, and things like that. So right now, and this, again, has only gotten worse since these numbers were uh, published, is that 90% of the incoming freshman students at Hartnell fail the placement test. 90%. Mm. And in, you would think, like MPC, which has the feeder schools of Carmel, Pacific Grove, Marina, Monterey High, they're having, they have a 65% failure rate of not even being able to get into your regular freshman-level college class. And then CSUMB, which is the cream of the crop for graduates from our 19 high schools, has a 60% failure rate. Mm. Now, when you think about MPC, I mean, obviously, because it is local to the Monterey Peninsula, including the feeder school being Carmel High, it does have a, a representative of what the quality of education is here in our local community. If the students aren't even able to pass the placement to get into English 101, as an example, and that they have to go through remedial education, that doesn't say that the success of Monterey County's educational process is up to speed. Yeah. Well, it's much easier to control ignorant people. Mm Mm-hmm. And they don't want people smart. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, you can see that um, everywhere. Yeah. Um, and um, so, uh, an educated society, which we were, which we um, were tr- uh, doing since the very beginning, since the um, Protestants came over. Um, that they can't fathom this. Mm-hmm. Well, you know, California, which is one of the most expensive cost per student also has the lowest ranking education system in the nation. And as a matter of fact, back in the sixties and seventies, California was in first place, best quality education. Mm -hmm. And we are now in last place. So we've gone from first to last. And as I just shared with you, the numbers Monterey County and Carmel is not protected from that that degradation of education. When you look at Spreckles and they're having teachers convert and transition little children, it is time for parents to step up. And and that's the reason why I have you on today, because I'm pleased to see you, Lawrence, step up. But all those people that are listening out there, you have to recognize as a parent or grandparent, you also have to get involved. Yeah. So how would they get involved? Well, just by doing what I did, um, just uh, go down to the election board and fill out the paperwork. 
Well, I go to the school boards, right? Oh, yeah, go to the school boards, but meet you don't face have, to face with your teachers. Yes. Well, there you're not going to find out anything. Well, you got to go there, but you know it gets a little rough. They might the board just might leave to another classroom. <laughs> oh, right, that story. And mm-hmm. uh, you know, I mean, you know, you need somebody in there to to keep an eye on them. Mm-hmm. Uh, and so, um, but there is an oddity about running. Uh, they make it difficult nowadays to run for a low office position. Well, if you're a Democrat, it wouldn't be a problem. No, no. This is, they, they do <laughs> the two. Yeah. I had to, you know, I, I ran for city council for a city that didn't exist, uh, you know, and they tried to turn. Was uh, that during Carmel Valley thing? Yeah. Yeah, okay. yeah, yeah. I was very active in opposing that. And, uh, but uh, uh, I had to go down there and sign a few sheets of paper and that was it. Mm-hmm. Well, this time I had to do all my finances and send it off to the Fair Campaign Political Practice Committee. Oh, well, where was my, that at? My, Sacramento? Yeah, or? Sacramento. Okay. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. All my uh, investments, uh, my uh, real estate. I mean, it took, I had to hire someone to go through this oh, and, boy. and do it. I'm saying, this is just a school board election. Right. Come on, yep. you know? Uh, so they're, they're trying to make it difficult uh, for people to run. Mm-hmm. But they didn't do that before. I mean, mm-hmm. that's not where you find the fraud, you know, in elections or uh, politics. Um, so why make it so difficult? Mm-hmm. Interesting. So um, let's go back to the education quality. How much influence do you think a school board has on the curriculum, the books, the books in the library? I mean, are you going to see some sort of leverage when you're involved? Yes. Um, you know, take a look at the library, for example, maybe yeah. get a list of all the books, mm-hmm. you know, and, uh, and uh, you know, just um, root around and see mm-hmm. what you can find. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, that's what you have to do for to do. And, uh, well, I guess that's more than a watchdog. That's more of an investigator. Yeah. So I guess I'd be both. Well, I wouldn't rely on the list that they give you of the books that are in the library. Oh, you know, because it, it's easy to accidentally overlook a book. Yeah, that's true. You know, and they've actually, I've done some reading on that, and there has been, you know, some experiences that other states or other parents have experienced going in and asking for a list, getting a list, and then going in and finding books that are not on the list. Yeah. And it's the books that they don't want to tell you about. Now, so if we are recognizing the fact that school are not teaching our our children mm-hmm. yet we're paying for it what what alternatives does a good parent and a good family have to the current public school system what what are some of the other things that might be available to them well the uh i know someone who does it here she does it through a, a charter school but okay. they they don't go to a charter school it's homeschooling but they use the same Books, I see. <laughs> but uh, uh, yeah, homeschooling or um, uh, charter school uh, mm-hmm. would still be better because they have less bureaucracy. Mm-hmm. Uh, I know the the um, powers that be are trying to take them down continuously, and the mm-hmm. main reason is not because it's it's uh, uh, 
it's because it's having a better way of uh, educating. Um, it's because most of the teachers are not unionized. Well, that's certainly where the teachers union comes into play. That's where they come into play. So yeah. they, you can see right there, they could care less. Mm-hmm. Here, the charter schools are a better system, but uh, they keep vowing to destroy them. Mm-hmm. Right. And now, the state of Arizona recently did a passed a law that talks about school vouchers. Mm-hmm. So. School. What a school voucher is, and I know everybody understands this, so in essence, you get this piece of paper that allows you to make a choice on your own what school your child should go to, not limited based on the neighborhood that, you're li- that you live in. Then you can take that school voucher to another school, and they can, in essence, receive the economic benefit of it, meaning get paid by the state directly to... Um, support your student going. And the one in Arizona is is an excellent program because it provides a, a flat dollar amount that if you're if the parent spends even less on a year-to-year basis, it stays in a savings account mm-hmm. for them that they can use when they go to college. So it's a very um, equally applied uh, opportunity for parents. Now, do you see any hope here in California that school vouchers will ever come in? Well, I mean, I worked on a petition drive to get it on the ballot, mm-hmm. but we didn't get enough signatures. I think we needed a, maybe about a million signatures. But uh, and how, I was how far very, back was that? It was um, this year uh, this year or last year. Oh, really? Okay. Yeah, yeah I was um, not the main uh, person behind it in mm-hmm. Monterey County, but I got hundreds and hundreds of signatures. Yeah. And, uh, and, you know, worked on it. It's just that um, they didn't have the money to pay people to get signatures. Mm-hmm. You know, I it was underfunded. Just, yeah, and yeah. it was remember COVID nineteen still. Oh, some that was there. time. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. So um, you know, um, where was it? Uh, a place that it seemed to have it seems to work well was actually in Sweden. Mm-hmm. Uh, they used the Milton Friedman uh, a voucher plan. And they've had very good luck there. Tell us about that. Well, I mean, um, it, it's it's same same principle. You get a certain amount of money, mm-hmm. a voucher. It follows the child mm-hmm. uh, uh, all the way, perhaps to college and beyond. And uh, you wouldn't think of some a country like Sweden, yeah, would be doing something like that. They're not as socialist as the the socialists say they are. <laughs> no, no, they're actually not. I mean, you know, if you look back at the history, they tried it big time, full time in the 70s, realized it was failing, failing. Their, their country, and they had enough intelligent people in the regular population that said, we need to change course, and they did. Yeah. So they still provide some good social benefits, but they are also realist in terms of you got to pay for it. Yeah, yeah. And they're very... I think the minister of uh, Denmark, when this came out, oh, I know, four or five years ago, they kept saying, oh, we, we wanted like the Norwegians or the uh, Swedish or something like that. The, uh, uh, and the, um, the Danish uh, prime minister said, no, we're a market economy. We're not socialist. <laughs> 
He was right. So what we're going to do is we need to take a quick break for our sponsors. You are listening to Business Sense Radio. We'll be right back. You want your property to be protected from break-ins, vandalism, and loitering, yet guards and patrol services are expensive. ATG Protect by Alvarez Technology Group is the perfect affordable solution. ATG Protect is a video surveillance solution with cameras powered by artificial intelligence and backed by live guards who can intervene and scare off unwanted intruders and even call first responders when needed. ATG Protect gives you peace of mind and keeps you safe, secure, and successful. Contact Alvarez Technology Group at 831-753-7677 or on the web at alvareztg.com. Business owners, do you want to build a successful business? Invest in your most valuable asset, your staff. Alliance Career Training Solutions solve your staff training needs. Employees need to be successful for you to be successful. At Alliance Career Training, we provide professional, hands-on training classes, including Excel, Word, Business Writing, Outlook, and Sexual Harassment as required by law. Ask about our custom classes for your team. Call 755-8200 or visit us at alliancetrains.com. Okay, so we're right back, and we have our special guest, Lawrence Samuels, with us today, who's running for Carmel Unified School District Board, and, you know, he's a very serious candidate, and as an individual, and the fact that I know Lawrence by uh, listening to him talk, reading some of his books, reading some of his editorials that he's been sending to the local press, you know, this is a person that you really should vote for. Now, we, he and I don't belong to the same party. Um, as you all know, I'm a, a, a Democrat, registered Democrat. But the reality is, I'm a realist, and when I when I see a situation that's not working, I'm not just going to keep voting for it over and over and over again. And the other thing that's important to me, and it should be important to you as well, is the individual's character who is representing you and your families. So schools are an integral part of the future of your children and the future of our community and the future of our country. Now, everybody should have the ability, left, right, center, Democrat, Republican, should have the ability to talk, to discuss, and to figure out what the position of the other person is because they might have some good ideas. But we have lost that skill here in America. And I would like to see that come back to where we are able to have what's called discourse and not just see someone that <clears throat> has a different opinion be the enemy like conservatives are terrorists because they're not terrorists. Now, <clears throat> I'd also want to say is when we're talking about this sexualization of our children, we haven't really touched on that and, and we've been very reserved in regards to even talking about this, you know, transferring a, a child's, a, a young child whose mind hasn't even grown. They haven't even reached their point of understanding what their body is doing. And the, people are taking advantage of that, that time frame when they're very, very vulnerable and converting them into uh, a chemical or a mental state changes them for a lifetime. I, I've met and unfortunately had the challenging conversations with people who have been transitioned and lived that way for a couple of years or whatever, and then realized what the horrors about that. So even though Samuel and I are, are I'm sorry, Lawrence and I are talking about 
you know, the situation in, in Spreckles and Salinas and talking about what is, you know, serendipitously being revealed in Carmel. It, it's, it's, a, it's a worse problem than what you know. That's why I'm running. Yeah. Um, it's, um, you know, it, it's, it's, it's not just, you know, the, the philosophy. It's, it's like how these people were being injured. Mm-hmm. Um, at that Spreckles meeting, um, there was like maybe 150 people there. So many people there standing next to a wall mm. in the back. I asked somebody, you know, how many people come to this usually? Mm. Yeah. They said four. Mm. There was like 150 there. Wow. Uh, but there were some students were there. And I think some of them were transgendered mm-hmm. or moving the direction or moving out. Mm-hmm. It was really kind of hard to tell. But their concern was, is that trans um, uh, children have a four, time high, four times rate of suicide. Yeah. And that's what they were concerned about. Mm-hmm. You know, and you think about biology. I mean, every almost every cell in your body has either male or female chromosomes. Yeah. And now, you know, and usually, you know, you, you think you're a male because, well, you, you have male chromosomes and all the other things, mm-hmm. you know, and now you're, you're breaking up that connection. Uh, or you're denying the connection. You're denying. Right. Yes. And you can imagine what that does to, a to child. your psyche. To a child. To a child. Who is, who is still trying to develop and find out who they are. Yeah. And it takes, them, it takes all of us years to discover who we are. And we all know, you and I both know, that chemically the brain doesn't fully develop until you're 25. Mm-hmm. And the, the hormonal changes that you go through puberty when people are 10 or 12 or 14, that's very disruptive even in natural sense. Mm. But to confuse it with a person that these children um, believe in, trust in, which is their teacher, is just abhorrible. Yes, yes. They have teachers have so much authority, right? And um, they can change the world, and right, maybe down the line. But uh, it's uh, it's horrible to have an authority figure like that. Who's bad, mm-hmm. basically, or these teaching things that are that are bad right. and hurtful, and they're being defended by the teachers' unions. Yeah, yes. And in, in addition to teachers, there there's specialists that they send in the schools with a, a pre-designed CRT programs, mm-hmm. changing the word so it doesn't sound like critical race theory, right. so that it's kind of like a a sham in many ways. And they go in and teach the teachers how they want them to be. Now, you had sent me a video from um, Monterey Bay Aquarium. Do you remember that? Yes. That was was incredible because in that particular case, this video, which was about the LGBTQ Mm -hmm. and all of that type of thing, was being preached to the volunteers. Yes, and the person who gave that to me used to be there, mm-hmm. and she was worried because a lot of these um, um, young people are still teenagers, mm-hmm. and they're being asked to to watch this stuff. Yeah, indoctrinated. Yes, indoctrinated, mm-hmm. and uh, so um, yeah, it's 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 incredible that. They're doing this, and she she resigned and sent this out. I sent it out to a number of reporters and other people, but I don't know if 
went anywhere. Well, I mean, even, you know our, even our local, with the exception of the Carmel Pinecone, is skewed left. Yeah, and so they they're not going to reveal it. And plus, you know, the you know it's the aquarium, you know. So uh, you think they would be just doing science uh, about the ocean and mm-hmm. not, uh, you know, moving to other directions? Yeah, I would think <clears throat> if Packard was still alive, oh my today, god, he'd die for a heart attack. <laughs> no, he'd strangle people because he, <laughs> he was a tough businessman. Uh, now there are other topics that are going on here in uh, in the area, and we're going to get to that because we need to take a quick break for our sponsors. And again, you're listening to Business Sense Radio, and we'll be right back. You want your property to be protected from break-ins, vandalism, and loitering, yet guards and patrol services are expensive. ATG Protect by Alvarez Technology Group is the perfect affordable solution. ATG Protect is a video surveillance solution with cameras powered by artificial intelligence and backed by live guards who can intervene and scare off unwanted intruders and even call first responders when needed. ATG Protect gives you peace of mind and keeps you safe, secure, and successful. Contact Alvarez Technology Group at 831-753-7677 or on the web at alvareztg.com. Business owners, do you want to build a successful business? Invest in your most valuable asset, your staff. Alliance Career Training Solutions solve your staff training needs. Employees need to be successful for you to be successful. At Alliance Career Training, we provide professional, hands-on training classes, including Excel, Word, Business Writing, Outlook, and Sexual Harassment as required by law. Ask about our custom classes for your team. Call 755-8200 or visit us at alliancetrains.com. Okay, we're back, and we've got a wonderful guest today of Lawrence Samuels, and we've been talking about his current election going into the Carmel Unified School District, and I'm really encouraging you all to to vote for him because, you know, what he's going to be is he's going to be the realist. He's going to be the level-headed individual that has the energy and the time and the chops to go in and investigate and, and protect your family, protect your children, also reveal what's actually going on. So, obviously, you can see that probably the teachers union won't be happy if he wins. Unfortunately, probably the current administration won't be happy that he wins, but you parents will be happy that he wins and your children will benefit it greatly. We were about to talk about some other issues that are going on locally. And one of them that you've talked about was Measure Q. Mm-hmm. Can you tell us about that? Well, Measure Q is a countywide tax increase on your property bill. I think it's a 49, didn't seem like a lot, $49 per, per parcel. Mm-hmm. But there's some oddities about it, which makes it probably illegal. About oh. one third of the property properties mm-hmm. will not have to pay it. Why? Mostly agricultural land. Well, because they wanted agriculture involved with them. Oh, I see. On the campaign. To and support also it. the mm-hmm. hotels. Mm-hmm. And so about one third will not be. I talked to a couple people, like this guy named Richard Michaels with Big Bad Bonds, known it for a long time. He said, yes, it is illegal. Here is the court case that made it illegal. And back in 2013, but it's better just to defeat it right. because it's going to be more than probably $49 as it keeps moving along. And we're going to waste a lot of money defeating it too when it goes to courts. Yes, but there's even worse. Worse problems than that. I had a talk with a attorney from the Howard Jarvis organization. Okay. And they're encouraging us not to sue. 
Oh, really? And the reason is they think it would open up too many doors to other problems. Which do you mean by that? That if you challenged this ruling from 2013, it probably would lose. I see. And then now you can do that anywhere you want to. You can, you know, the guy mm-hmm. down the street, you're just taxed different to another person is taxed. Mm-hmm. And then... Now that doesn't sound very constitutional, though. No, it's not. Right. It's, it's not. It's, but, uh, but, <laughs> but neither is a lot of things. Yes, a lot of things. So, so that is that was really strange. Mm-hmm. If it wins, I'm going to still maybe go back to that attorney and go back to to the big bad bonds guy and talk about it. I even sent letters to the uh, five supervisors, knowing that you know this ruling from 2013 most likely you know, makes. Q illegal. Mm-hmm. So let me let me clarify what this measure Q is. It's it's called the Safe Affordable Quality Care Act. And you know, it is a property tax, $49, as Lawrence just mentioned, but it's supposed to improve the safety and quality of licensed child care, early learning programs, constructing and acquiring licensed child care centers, and expanding the hours and days during which child care facilities are open. Now that all sounds really Chummy. What a idyllic, wonderful solution that we have that the government is going to give us because, you know, the government is always here to help, mm-hmm. right? Now, the problem with it is it is going to be oversaw the, the funds that are coming into it by so this commission, right? So it's going to be run by a commission. And that kind of stuff reminds me of the $1.2 billion that Los Angeles ponied up for homelessness. Mm-hmm. And then they can't, they did an audit and couldn't find the money. And that this group that is the commission is a citizens committee. Now that sounds really good on the offset, right? Because mm-hmm. we, we used to see, use citizen committees and there was a lot of transparency. There was a lot of talk. Everybody knew who it was that was going to be on the committee and it was a gathering of the real people. Now, this is going to be run by a group called First Five Monterey County, Mm -hmm. which is going to oversee the program. And what it immediately brings to mind to me is who's selecting the committee, right? Mm -hmm. And then there's not going to be a balance in the views of this committee, and there's not going to be the transparency and the visibility of where the money's going. And the biggest problem, there's going to be no accountability. Yes. They always throw in, there's going to be a citizens committee to keep an eye on these people. Mm -hmm. Whether the people basically uh, who selected people are supposed to keep an eye on them. Right. And so it never works. But you see it in a lot of taxes where they'll have some, some, and, and then you, if you dug down and looked at some of these citizens committee committees mm-hmm. for past taxes that were increased, you find out they haven't had a meeting for years. Right. They're not really doing anything. Yeah, it reminds me of a couple other government entity things that are going on here with boards overseeing programs that the boards are rubber stamp or a no-show. Well, supposedly the money that came to get the signatures to put this on the ballot came yep. from people around that five-star organization. Oh, really? Yes. So, so they're going to make, they're doing it because they're going to make money. Well, that's the same thing that happened with Prop 19. And I don't mean to pick on the real estate industry, but it was the real estate agents yeah. who funded that so that they could force people to sell their houses. <coughs> but anyway, moving on, because, you know, I don't want to d- dig down into that. But let's get back to this. So, Measure Q, in essence, both you and I could agree that it is a bad yes, measure. Yes. And everybody should vote no on no, it. No. Yes. And, and, 
that's plain and simple. And I don't want to go through the entire ballot because basically any bond measure, any proposition that is being presented to us that spends your money should be a no. Yes. And there's about 14, I think, items on the ballot in Monterey County. Mm-hmm. Some right. are, you know, for school districts. In fact, some of them is to get more money for schools when they're going to get a lot of money from the hundred billion surplus of COVID funds from Sacramento. Mm-hmm. And yet, even though they're going to get maybe 40% of that to schools, they're still putting stuff on the ballot for more money. Well, they haven't been very responsible with the way they've been spending I our know, money I for know. years and years and years and years. Yes. And I don't understand why giving them more money to the same people that couldn't, couldn't do it before. Couldn't bo- do it before. Yeah, makes, yeah. it's, it's, it's uh, illogical. I mean, it's just, <laughs> I mean, it's just crazy land. That's right. So we've only got a minute left here to go. <clears throat> so I want to give you one more opportunity to Lawrence, to you know, to state your case to the voters, that why should they vote for you? You vote for me to make sure someone's there to represent you, mm-hmm. to represent your your child, represent your wallet, maybe even your sanity. You want somebody in there who's an outsider who will dig around, root around, mm-hmm. see see what problems there are. Mm-hmm. I almost can guarantee it that if I did that, I'd probably find something. Yep. And I'd have to vouch for Lawrence. He is a journalist. He is a researcher. He's very intelligent, very knowledgeable, and just doesn't take things at its face value. He gets behind the scenes to find out what's going on. And you, as a parent or a grandparent or even a neighbor, you need to protect the children because the children are our future, but you're protecting their future. And you want to protect them from the confusion that's going on with this transitioning that's taking place every day in all our schools across our country. So I want to thank you, Lawrence, for spending the time. I know you just got back into town and that you're tired. <laughs> yes, I know. Absolutely exhausted. I don't have my energy, normal energy. <laughs> I know, I know. <laughs> I've known you for a while, but I want to thank you very much. And um, Mark, I think that is anything you want to bring in, but that was a great show. Thank you. Sure was. And uh, fast. Fascinating. Always great to hear from Lawrence Samuels. And, and Lawrence, get well. You know, get back to your regular speaking voice. Mm. Yes, yes. Well, thank you very much, Edward. A great show. We'll look forward to next weekend's program as well, right here on Business Sense Radio. You've been listening to Business Sense Radio with your host, Edward King. And you can contact Edward King through the website, businesssenseradio.com. Sense is C-E-N-T-S, businesssenseradio.com. And be sure to join us again next week at the same time on this very radio station for another edition of Business Sense Radio. The preceding was a paid commercial program and the views expressed are those of the speaker and do not reflect the views or opinions of iHeartRadio, its staff, or management.